uh, Into the Dark. This is our Christmas series. This is the third instalment um, of that series. One of the things about the Christmas season that makes it unique is the music. This season is the only season that has a whole genre of music dedicated to it in our culture. Um, and the music captures the feel and the themes and, and the things that people want to experience at Christmas. It's beginning to sound a lot like Christmas, if you notice that. Everywhere you go. You can be buying tyres or clothes um, or petrol or, and you're hearing, what, rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah, or something. All I want for Mariah Carey, they pull her out every year. Mm. Um, it's, it's what we want to feel at Christmas, that kind of, it's Christmas, I love it, you know, there's baubles everywhere, there's tinsel, like at a tyre place, there's tinsel. <laughs> uh, um, life is good, that's the message, isn't it? It's Christmas, it's Christmas, so um, be nice, be happy, be, be joyous, be free, it's Christmas, life is, life is good. Uh, you'll get a sentimental feeling when you hear. That's in one of our, you know, voices singing, let's be jolly, deck the halls with boughs of holly, rocking around the Christmas tree. Yep. Have a happy holiday, everyone dancing merrily. That's, that's kind of like the up, up, up. It's Christmas. Is that the meaning of Christmas? Uh, that we just kind of like talk ourselves into a happier time. That we go like, I know life is hard. Life is difficult, but if we try really hard, then a little bit of light will poof, just shine on our foreheads and into the darkness. And if everyone does that, then the whole place will be a little bit brighter. Just try hard for this season. Work, 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 work to be nice. It's Christmas. Like, relax, forgive, try. And then we just, like, with all that effort, and then we get to January and we go, oh, it's done. We did it for that. Is that what Christmas is? Is it our light into the dark? The Bible says no. That's not what Christmas is. Christmas isn't light from the darkness. It's light into the dark. Christmas starts in the dark, in the pain, in the dysfunction, in the sickness, in the brokenness, in the sin, in the anxiety, in the despair, in the isolation, in the abuse, in the confusion, in the selfishness, in the violence, in the dark. Isaiah is a prophet. He's giving God's people messages over 700 years before Jesus is born. At the end of Isaiah chapter 8, Isaiah describes this darkness, this lostness, this purposelessness, this uh, people looking high and low and sideways and everywhere just trying to find um, the answer but not finding anything. They're only finding emptiness and oppression Here is where Christmas starts, in the dark. Isaiah 9, our text for today, starts like this. Nevertheless, you might have in your translations, but, or however. It's beautiful words in the Bible when when you see but, especially when it's uh, followed by God. But God, nevertheless God, however God, there is darkness, nevertheless. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. 
the land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. There will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Darkness isn't just something we look at or occasionally touch or walk in when we're in pain. Darkness is something that we walk in. We are in the darkness. We are living in a land of deep darkness, Isaiah says. Uh, Geographically, Israel is located between the sea and the mountains, and Galilee is at the top. Um, So if you like, you've got mountains here, you've got the sea there, Galilee is here, and all of the raids that used to come from those kingdoms from the north, they'd come straight down through that space. These people were pummeled more than anyone else um, across Israel. They always copped the first... They were the first to suffer. And so one of the things that Isaiah is saying here is those who suffer the most will experience the light first. The light comes for those in the land of deep darkness. Where did Jesus begin his ministry? Galilee of the Gentiles. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light could shine? No. Might shine? No. Can shine if you try hard enough? No. Will. Will shine. This is not conditional. It's not like you have to behave yourselves um, so that this happens. It's not like you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. (laughs) This is, here's something God's going to do. He's going to do it. (laughs) So a light shines. What will a light do? Verse 3. You will enlarge the nation of Israel. That, that is, those people who were in God's care, they struggled all through their history. And then they grew and, and, and then Jesus came and then it's grown and grown and grown and grown. It will keep growing until that picture in Revelation where a great multitude from every tribe and tongue, countless from every tribe and tongue, is shouting out, salvation belongs to our God and to, and to the Lamb who sits on the throne. You will enlarge the nation of Israel. And its people will rejoice. They'll rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, like warriors dividing the plunder. Two pictures of rejoicing and the joy that farmers have at harvest. That is, look at this big payout for the toil that we've had. Look at this abundance that's come to us. Um, And the joy of soldiers who won the battle and they're dividing the spoils. We're alive and we get all this stuff. And this is critical. No one did anything to earn this. This is all what God will do. God, you will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will experience overflowing joy because, verse 4, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Um, Who was leading Israel when Midian got destroyed? That was Gideon. How did he do that? With just 300 soldiers, what were they carrying? No weapons. (laughs) So God's saying, I'm going to win this battle. So you go, put your weapons down. And I'll do this. Like he's, God's going to do, win this victory like he did with Gideon. That's like a type. That is, it's not going to be you. It's not going to be your sword. It's not going to be your words. It's not going to be your argument. It's not going to be your way. It's going to be, God's just going to do it. This is what God will do. God, you break the oppressor's rod. You lift the burdens. 
and verse 5, the boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They'll be fuel for the fire. Like war is over. Really over. This is what God will do. He won't just win that war. He will end war itself. No warrior will ever need battle boots again. There'll be no blood-soaked clothes ever again, civilian or military. We step in onto the battlefield after God has won. God will win totally forever. We will step into that space with him. How? When? What is the light that will pierce our darkness and achieve this? You can imagine hearing this in uh, 8th century BC Israel. God will end war. He will smash all of oppression and aggression and there will be no more war ever. And you're thinking, wow, that sounds awesome. How is that going to happen? This is how. Next verse. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he'll be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's how. A baby? A human baby. Do you know, even baby turtles get up and walk pretty quick. <laughs> human babies are one of, probably the most helpless thing in the universe. I mean, antelopes and fish and stuff, they're awesome. Humans, they're dependent for ages. God is going to bring light into our dark and end all war, and he sends a baby. What is God doing? So much, but also this, overturning our expectations. We think power is in human strength and will and intellect, but in God, weakness overcomes power. Foolishness overcomes wisdom. A child defeats all evil. It's an unlikely, improbable, incredible story. Were they pompous words? No. It's unlikely. It's incredible. When everything else in this world fails, when all of our best plans are found wanting, and we've reached the very end of all we can do, and it's just getting darker, a child is born. We like to think that our human race is strong and mighty, you know, that we're capable of conquering it all on our own, but it turns out God doesn't need us at all. We need him. And in this child, we have him, Jesus Christ. He's the light, the ruler, the new government. He'll reign supreme and unchallenged forever. It sounds scary when you go, this, this ruler will have absolute power. But then it describes what he will be called. Now, we've said this before in this place, but when it says, and he will be called, it doesn't just mean this is his name, like James will be called James, right? Um, that's not like that's just his name. It's like he will be known as. That is, the people who experience his rule will say these things about him. This is the experience consistently and forever of what this ruler will be like. He will be known as. He will be experienced as wonderful counsellor. You know, if you've ever been to a counsellor or a psychologist and you walk in and you talk about your stuff and they help you or whatever and you walk out and you go, that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's like. You, sometimes you go, like, that was a little bit wonderful. That was kind of wonderful. That was hard, but it was also kind of... When Jesus, 
That was wonderful. He's a wonderful counsellor. Mighty God, there's no sense that Jesus is going to go, look, I know what's good for you. I just wish I could help. He can. There's nothing he can't do. Everlasting Father, that is intimate relationship, holistic, like there's no part of you that could possibly relate to anyone that isn't covered in relationship with our God. He knows us and loves us. And Prince of Peace. That is peace in my own heart, internally. Peace with God. Peace with you. Peace. Wrap your head around that for a bit. And this too. His government and its peace will never end. He'll rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Um, the actual, because the NLT has just that, but uh, the, the Hebrew there literally says the increase of his peace will never end. That is, this thing just keeps getting better. Like tomorrow will be more peace-filled than today. And then after tomorrow, you have another day that's more filled with peace than the day before it was. You go, how can you get more peace than peace? Um, Jesus Christ. How do you rule with... He's going to rule a cosmos with increasing peace. Like, just try and... You know when, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, where you think this is terrible and hard and, and horrible and people are being, and then you just get like, for some reason, there's forgiveness or there's reconciliation or there's some little note of peace that kind of sings out across your world and you just feel that like, oh, like imagine that multiplied again and again and again and again and again. But this is what God is going to do, where all oppression and anger is overcome, where the potential for war is swamped by peace. Peace rising in all of our hearts more and more and more. Everyone in Africa lays down their weapons. Every aggressor in the Middle East is stopped forever. Forever. Every sneer in Canberra is done. <laughs> There's no more arguments in my life. In fact, all the hurt and the anger and the fear and the loss and the confusion and the worry in my heart and yours is overwhelmed by peace that never ceases and just gets better every single day. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen, says Isaiah. This will happen. It is our future because this child is born. Who is the light? Who is Jesus? And this opportunity, this grace to us, this amazing grace to us, this peace from God that comes to us, it starts in as much as we trust Jesus today. And as we give more of our lives to Jesus today, in whatever system you're in, in whatever kind of um, behaviour is coming at you, in whatever you face in your family spaces or your isolation in these coming days, 
now. This is on offer for us that we would experience this overwhelming, growing peace from God as we trust Jesus. So let's sing all the songs and bop along with joy because we know the light. We have the light. We share the light this Christmas. Let's welcome the light into our darkness and share it with those around us. Let's trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You will do this. You are doing this, even in my heart, even now, even in this space now. As I listen to you and as I trust you a little bit more. You're doing this. You're doing this in our worship team here. You're doing this in Ross, who just preached to us, uh, who prayed for us before. You're doing this in Adam. You're doing this in Stacy. You're doing this in all of our people now. You're bringing peace into our hearts as we trust you. And God, help us to be open to you this season. Help us to look forward with anticipation at all you're going to do uh, finally when, we, when this is all realized forever and in eternity. But even in this space, God, help us to trust you towards that, we ask in Jesus' name.